Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. That's right. You are tuned into Snug Wrestling, where it's wrestling all day, every day. And now here is your host, Edgar Avila. Who is this Okada fellow that everyone has been talking about? Okado or Okada. No, I'm just kidding. Okada. Everyone is talking about Okada right about now. With all the news that's happening with the Netflix deal, The Rock is part of the board of directors. I want to talk about the fun stuff, the talent, the stuff that actually is going to take place in the ring potentially if Okada does actually sign to the WWE. Some people are saying he is. Some people are saying that he might go to AEW or TNA. Nothing has been confirmed. Everyone has something to say about this. Everyone except Okada himself. Okada's deal recently ended in New Japan, and he might be making his way to the United States. Again, WWE, AEW, TNA, we don't know yet. Nothing is for sure. But this is an interesting topic because, like Will Ospreay, it is being reported that both AEW and the WWE are in interested in signing Okada and when the news first broke out the debating and the speculating began with the wrestling fans on the internet as we all know Will Ospreay decided to go to AEW instead of the WWE for the uh the flexibility the work-life balance and because of that we haven't seen Will Ospreay in AEW yet I believe Will Ospreay mentioned that it was going to be in February when he was going to make his way officially to the AEW AEW does offer more of that work-life balance compared to a much more demanding WWE schedule and that might be a big factor in Okada's decision to join either AEW or WWE and the rumors about Okada joining the WWE got a little stronger this morning because some people or some connections that some of the uh, dirt sheet writers have from Japan were saying that Okada was leaning towards the WWE and potentially starting in NXT. Now there's other sources that have been debunking these rumors and they're saying that Okada hasn't actually made that decision just yet and when all of this was being said the hardcore AEW fans were losing their shit what a disgrace how embarrassing Okada is a god he's a wrestling legend and he deserves to be in the main event and yes Okada maybe he is a big star at least in New Japan Okada main evented the Superdome and if that's the case then he should just go to aw where he will for sure be treated like a main event star and can have all of these great five star matches with kenny omega and will osprey and yeah i'm sure if okada does go to aw he will be put in the main roster in the main event as a top talent right away no questions asked and okada can pretty much wrestle whoever he wants whenever he wants but if okada decides to go to the wwe it would make a lot of sense that he would start in NXT. NXT would be the best choice for Okada, just like when everyone else that came from New Japan that went to the WWE, like Finn Balor, like Shinsuke Nakamura, yes, these were all big stars in New Japan, but not everyone that watches WWE knows who these stars in New Japan are. Hell, most of the WWE audience don't even know AEW exists. So what are you gonna do? You can't really put Okada in the Rumble versus Ty 
top names like CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, Gunther, Lesnar, Roman, Drew, LA Knight. No, if you put Okada in that main event roster with names that big, people are going to be like, Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that? I'm sorry, but no, no one in the WWE is going to know who Okada is. No matter how great he was in Japan, no matter how great people think he is, he's a wrestling god, he's a legend, he's this, he's that. It just makes a lot more sense that if Okada does go to the WWE, he should start in NXT. And lucky for Okada, if he feels like he's a much bigger star than that, that he does not need to be in NXT, well, lucky for him, there is another promotion that he can go to that would be more than happy and more than willing to give him everything that he asks and more he can just simply go to AEW where he knows for sure he will get treated like a much bigger star than what he really is but that's just me folks what is going on welcome back again to snug wrestling with me your host my name is edgar cm punk and cody rhodes went face to face and we saw them in the ring for the very first time in wwe in a long time Seth Rollins gave us some hope that he might actually be at Mania after all. But is this injury legitimate or is this all a work? I honestly can't tell. All the lines have been blurred just like robin thick once said there's something fishy about all of this and today we're gonna be diving deep into the last episode of monday night raw before the royal rumble this weekend so let's get into it monday night raw january 22nd new orleans louisiana let's go the world heavyweight champion Seth Rollins coming out to the ring but not doing any dancing tonight because he was wearing a big old brace that won't let him do his usually happy-go-lucky dance and all jokes aside we all saw the reports all week last week since the match with Jinder Mahal and Seth Rollins confirmed the reports that he did tear his MCL and tore his meniscus and he's gonna need surgery and and the doctors told him that Seth Rollins is looking to three to four months. Now, I'm no expert, nor am I a doctor, but I have gone through knee surgery and the recovery took way longer than three or four months. So I was pretty surprised of the number that Seth Rollins gave us on this promo. My surgery was a little different. It was an ACL, not an MCL. Also, keep in mind, I ain't no Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, he's a pro athlete. Me, not so much. So maybe Seth Rollins can still make that time frame however I did look this up and according to the UCSF health if you are very physically active in your job it may take three to six months to recover and Wrestlemania is in April right if Rollins really is hurt and this injury is legit I do not see WWE risking Seth Rollins for Wrestlemania that's just cutting it way too close so the fact that Rollins said doctors told him three to four months and mania just so happens to be exactly three or four months away this made me wonder is there a chance that this can all be a work seth didn't relinquish the title if there was any real speculation that seth really might not make it to wrestlemania wwe would take that belt off of seth rollins in a heartbeat we also saw charlotte flair suffer a very similar knee injury a worse injury let's clarify charlotte flair's knee 
injury was a lot worse, but she's going to be out for over a year or at least a year. This also isn't the first knee injury Seth Rollins has suffered. The first one was in 2015 when he got hurt during a match on Monday Night Raw versus Kane. Then Seth Rollins re-injured that same knee on a house show versus Samoa Joe in 2017. During that time, there was also some concern that Seth Rollins was not going to make it to WrestleMania. Sound familiar? Luckily for Seth Rollins, he was able to make it to WrestleMania that year, and he went on to face Triple H. Now, I'm not the biggest Seth Rollins fan. We can sit here and criticize Seth Rollins and all of his matches, his gimmick, the fact that he's the secondary champion, but nothing can take away from Seth Rollins that he is there all the time, working defending the title competing in the main events night after night and this year is supposed to be the wrestlemania where seth rollins would go into mania as a champion for the very first time to defend a world heavyweight championship all for it to be taken away for working too much man that seems hella shitty and if this is all the work well holy shit what a fucking work they're pulling off here because they made me really care for seth rollins now i want to see seth rollins go to wrestlemania now defend the title and overcome this injury because what a fucking story that would be most people already love seth rollins so what the fuck can you imagine if seth rollins actually makes it to wrestlemania i can just imagine that moment when seth rollins is walking down the ring the people would go insane for this but I honestly can't even tell if this is a work or not. And I'm probably the only one in the world that wants to believe this. But I don't care if it's a work or not. Either way, I'm really interested in Seth Rollins now. And I'm really pulling for him. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Gunther said, This is the perfect opportunity to get some more heat and interrupt Seth Rollins during this big emotional moment where Seth Rollins was breaking the sad and tragic news. Gunther thought this was the perfect time to tell Seth Rollins how he really feels about him and surprisingly Gunther put Seth Rollins over you remind me a lot of myself working champion with dignity respect and honor and the thought of you Seth Rollins not making it to Wrestlemania really makes Gunther sad and Seth says whoa 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 I didn't actually say that I wasn't gonna be at Wrestlemania I don't care what the doctors say I'm gonna be there one way or another so Seth Rollins gave the people hope and boom this was when all the lines were blurred for me because I for sure thought Seth Rollins was gonna say hey I'm out I gotta relinquish this title there's no way in hell that I'm gonna go get surgery and come back in time for Wrestlemania and Gunther said well good I hope you do make it to Wrestlemania because when I win the Royal Rumble I'm gonna choose you Seth to face at Wrestlemania and I'm gonna take out your knee respectfully now I don't know how you can respectfully take out someone's knee but hey, nothing personal, pal. Seth Rollins went from selling the back for weeks and weeks and weeks to now selling his knee. But man, how can you not see how good this shit is? How can you not be interested as a wrestling fan? I honestly can't wait to see what happens at the Rumble or what's going to happen with Seth Rollins. Is he going to make it to Mania or not? I really hope Seth Rollins does make it to Mania because he has earned it. He's worked hard for it. And this title Seth has now has 
never been more interesting until now. As soon as Gunther left the ring, Imperium got blindsided by the New Day before their tag team match. Our boy Vinci is back after being decapitated by Kofi Kingston. And you all know how I feel about these jump starts. They are overrated and overdone, especially in other companies where they happen to do this almost every single time in every single match. But this thing with these two teams has been more and more tense every week ever since Kofi took out Vinci. Kaiser tried to take out Kofi the next week, then Woods and Kaiser went at it. So a jump start for this match actually makes sense. This tag team match started off hot because these guys were actually pissed off at each other and you can tell. And this match also turned into another brawl outside of the ring and they got counted out because they're going to continue this feud. And this you actually do want to see and we finally get something with the New Day that is actually halfway interesting. And they're fighting outside of the ring and they're fighting and they're fighting and no one is coming out to stop this and they keep fighting. The last couple of weeks when it was Kaiser and Kofi just them two alone and Kaiser and Woods in a one on one everyone and their mamas came out to try to stop this but this week you have all four guys out there going at it and you would assume they would bring out more people to try to stop this but no one did maybe they said eh we did this pull apart too many times already a few weeks in a row just let them fight then they go up to the sound equipment boxes and I'm thinking Vinci literally just came back from an injury and they're gonna try to kill him again then all four men went through the two tables that just so happened to be set up out there next to the sound equipment drew mcintyre and damian priest had a dope video package to hype up their match for the main event on monday night raw this video package was so good that it made you believe like this match shouldn't even be on free tv this gave me a pay-per-view match feel the way that they explain the history and why they're mad at each other and why they're gonna have this match they had the images from war games where drew mcintyre teamed up with the judgment day then how damian priest tried to cash in on seth rollins during the match between drew mcintyre and seth rollins where drew mcintyre stopped damian priest from cashing in with the claymore since then drew mcintyre and damian priest have not seen eye to eye so this match makes some type of sense the judgment day was also watching on during the airing of this video package proving that the talent does watch the show everyone except roman reigns because paul Heyman has to constantly call on roman reigns to give him updates on what's going on and the tension every week between rhea ripley and damien priest keeps growing it gets worse and worse and rhea ripley and priest had another shouting match on this episode of raw because rhea ripley feels like damien priest is just trying to fight everyone and rhea ripley believes that damien priest should not be going after drew mcintyre damien priest should be worried about diy rhea ripley had just came back from adam pierce's office where adam pierce informed rhea ripley that the diy are going to be getting a title shot for the tag team championships versus damien priest and finn balor next week on raw now this set off damien priest damien priest told rhea ripley maybe you should stop going into the principal's office and stop making matches for us how about that Tom and Nick and JD Madonna the entire time this was happening were trying really hard not to break character because Finn Balor kept doing the Stone Cold Steve Austin gimmick where Stone Cold was repeating everything Vince McMahon was saying in those hilarious segments back in the day when Stone Cold was Vince McMahon's 
right-hand man. This is the most serious threat the World Wrestling Federation has ever known. And you, Chris Jericho, Kane, Kane. Undertaker, Undertaker. We do have a deal. We got a deal. And Stone Cold. So and you, Kurt. All together. And whether we like it or not, whether we like each other or not, like it, it doesn't. Not. It doesn't matter. It don't matter because we're going into invasion. Invasion. We're going into this with both WCW and ECW breathing down our necks. Breathing down our necks. They're breathing down. Finn Balor was repeating everything Rhea Ripley was saying to enforce, and this just took me back to those good old days with those Steve Austin and Vince McMahon backstage segments. It was hilarious. Nikki Cross is still randomly wandering around the arenas during Monday Night Raw for no reason. She was seen on camera walking by the entrance on the stage during this match between Ivy Nile and Valhalla. Nikki Cross and Valhalla would make a very unusual pairing. Nikki might be the one to be added to this thing with Ivy Nile and Maxine Dupree to even out the odds. Valhalla hardly ever wrestles. Valhalla last match was back in July over half a year ago versus, get this, Maxine Dupree. So these two, Maxine and Valhalla, have been feuding forever. Ivy Nile won with a bulldog from the top rope that Ivy Nile just so happens to call the pit bull because that's also what she calls herself how fitting some tag team that looks like the new day had an interview but this tag team that i saw didn't sound like the new day at all this tag team actually sounded serious and they weren't trying to be cute or funny these guys that look a lot like the new day were joined by jay uso and they were really pissed off they want to get even with another tag team and like jay uso they also want to get some gold so next week kofi kingston i mean the guy that looks like Kofi Kingston put out a challenge to Gunther oh and by the way you can see the damage control in the background walking around so we got another Smackdown invasion on this episode of Raw at the top of the hour we got the last person anyone wants to see on their TV screen in a wrestling show and I'm talking about Nia Jax yeah that'll draw some ratings Nia Jax tried to talk about the Royal Rumble and Rhea Ripley and Becky but the what chance that she was getting were way more interesting than anything Nia Jax was trying to communicate on that mic then old redhead Becky Lynch came out to interrupt but not even Nia Jax uninteresting promo couldn't even make me happy to see Becky Lynch I could not for the life of me understand why this was what WWE decided to put on this time slot luckily for me and all the viewers this was all saved by one of my personal favorite heels in the women's division and Michael Cole's favorite person in the entire world all the way from smackdown bailey came out to add some oomph to this dreadful segment add some real heat and bailey comes out and acts like a total smart ass like a real heel should and attacks becky and nia Jax. and they all had to pull apart and this was also to hype up the women's royal rumble and i hope bailey wins this rumble that way she can challenge eo sky but anyone but becky lynch or nia Jax, please
please. It doesn't even have to be Bailey. I don't care. They showed a very interesting video package about the Royal Rumble, and they gave out some serious numbers. Numbers like how many people have won the Rumble, who has the most eliminations, who has the most time in the Rumble, who has won the Rumble back-to-back -back and when. It had percentages and facts and real sports-based data. It was fucking wonderful. And speaking of wonderful, Tom and Nick Mysterio versus The Miz. Why is WWE wasting such a great veteran to work with lower card green new guys that are just starting off? I mean, this guy is a rookie and you have Dominic Mysterio in the same ring with the noob like The Miz? The Miz? Poor Dom. Not only is Dominic a veteran, but easily best hair and best dressed in all of WWE. I mean, look at them boots with the fur. Not even Dusty Rose can pull those off. Dom single-handedly defeated the Miz clean with the best 619 and the best frog splash in all of wrestling history. One, two, three, with no help from no one, no help from JD, no help from Finn Balor. And to rub more salt on the wound, more flame on the fire the judgment day jumped the miss after the match and the number one contenders for the tag team belts the diy came out for the save but in defense of the judgment day i would also jump the miss after the match even after i beat him just to get a few licks in because it's the Miz and senior money of the bank of the judgment day had an interview about his main event match versus drew mcintyre when r-truth shows up and interrupts damien priest r-truth reminds me of my nine-year-old she's always insisting and butting in my conversations she doesn't care who i'm talking to or how important this convo is when she feels like talking nothing else matters it's like hey everyone stop what you're doing look at me pay attention to me and that was R-Truth with Damien Priest. Priest was like the dad and R-Truth was like the nine-year-old girl that needs attention. Priest very nicely and very respectfully told R-Truth, hey, not right now. Now it's not a good time. We can talk later. Priest finished the interview and said, Drew is simply jealous because one way or another, I'm going to become champion either with this briefcase or by winning the Royal Rumble. The biggest Chad of them all, Chad Gable, is going up against Ivar and my boy, Chad. Chad, oh Chad Gable, how far have you fallen? What are they doing to you? Chad is very underrated, one of the most underrated, if not the most underrated star in WWE. Chad Gable was killing it a few months back, having some interesting matches with the Intercontinental Champion Gunther, and I thought for sure WWE was finally going to do something with Chad Gable, and this was the start of greater things. What I did not know is that was actually the ceiling for Chad Gable that was the peak of chad gable in the wwe and i hope i'm wrong but now he's not only wrestling ivar in the lower mid card not even the mid card this was lower mid card this to me felt like a filler match for monday night raw and michael cole even said what a win this would be for chad what no what a win this would be for ivar chad gable almost beat gunther in couple occasions and chad better win this match what the fuck but no then ivar got the pin on chad gable okay 
Thank you for coming, Chad Gable. I guess. The Cody Rhodes and CM Punk face-to-face segment. Punk was kind enough to let Cody Rhodes do his entrance so the people can do the whoa and all that good stuff. But as soon as that was over, Punk wasn't wasting any time and said, Bruce, play Colts of Personality. Wait, no, Bruce wasn't even there. Bruce is still out recovering, I believe, from surgery. Maybe at home smoking a joint somewhere. And Punk went out there and Punk let the fans take in this moment. Because it's fucking Cody Rose and CM Punk. And Cody Rose asked CM Punk, so, uh, what do you want to talk about? Well... Cody, I want to talk about daddies. Punk started off talking about Dusty Rhodes, and they tell the story going back all the way to OVW. And I bet good old James D. Cornette is watching on also proudly while all of this is going down. Punk hopes that on Sunday morning after the Rumble, Cody and Punk can still be friends. But there's no friends at the Rumble, and they showed their competitive spirits. Unlike back in OVW, Punk isn't going to look after Cody Rhodes like Dusty had asked him to back in the day. Punk is going to go after Cody. Punk also said that he is more of the American dream than Cody because unlike Cody, Punk's dad was not a famous rich wrestler. Punk's dad was blue collar and Cody Rhodes fired back. Okay. Fine, you want to talk about daddies? Well, I want to talk about the pipe bomb. All that shit that you were talking about when you cut that promo, you left and you dropped the torch. I came in and I picked up that torch. Even though you didn't hand me the torch, I picked it up and I ran with it. You talked about the pipe bomb, but I lived it. And that makes me more CM Punk than you. And things got heated really quick. They go face to face. They look like they're ready to rumble. I'm ready for the rumble. And I'm ready for shit to pop off now for all the people that did not like this promo there was a lot of people that didn't like it there was a lot of people saying that they weren't cooking this wasn't good they didn't talk about any real connections in other words they didn't talk about aew because why would they this promo was to hype up the royal rumble this was not to take shots at other promotions or other wrestlers that aren't even relevant in this situation at all this This was to promote the Royal Rumble, and that's exactly what they did. They're not going to sit there and try to pop the smart wrestling fans on the internet by talking about some inside shit. No, that doesn't matter. What matters is the Rumble. What matters is the story that these guys are trying to tell. Punk wants to win the Rumble. Cody wants to win the Rumble. And it made sense, and it worked. And if anyone is going to be the real American dream, it's the real American. The Hulkster made an appearance on Monday Night raw on a video package coming back from saving babies from fires telling the wwe fans that he might have one more left in him the wwe said let's show the hulkster on rtv asap especially after all of that positive publicity the hulk has been getting for saving those people from that car accident the royal rumble matches that have been announced so far and we got the big four-way match the men's rumble the women's rumble and kevin owens versus logan paul for the united states championship and that's it four matches seems a little low the ple's are normally five matches but the four-way match and both the men's and the women's rumble might take up the entire show but we will see we might get one more match added i don't know maybe hopefully who knows next week on raw we're also going to be getting bronson reed versus jay uso the diy versus the judgment day and kofi kingston versus gunther and for the main event drew mcintyre versus 
is Damien Priest. I have to point this out because I always do on other shows, so it's only fair. Drew McIntyre has been a heel as of late. Damien Priest is also part of a heel faction. So this is technically a heel versus heel match. However, this match is not a random cold match out of nowhere for no reason. Drew and Priest are top stars, and this match does make a little sense. And on top of all that, these two guys, because they're top stars, they're not going to do anything embarrassing or anything goofy or shitty looking in this match. These two had a hard-hitting match that two bigger athletes should have in the main event on a regular TV match. Until the angle came into play, R-Truth came out to try to get Damien Priest's attention again, just like he did during the interview. And R-Truth unintentionally, and I say that in quotes, interfered in the match and caused Damien Priest the distraction where Drew McIntyre took advantage and beat Damian Priest with the Claymore. And this is what's going to set Damian Priest off over the edge when it comes to R-Truth. Rhea Ripley is going to give Priest the I told you so next week. They have been telling Damian Priest that he needs to take care of this R-Truth situation. So we'll see what happens next week on Monday Night Raw. Overall, I thought this was a really enjoyable Monday Night Raw. Not bad for the Raw before the Rumble. Besides the filler matches with Ivy Nile and Chad Gable, the three hours of the show did not drag like usual. The briefcase situation with Damien Priest is in question right now, especially with the injury with Seth Rollins. Or is Priest going to cash in on Rollins before WrestleMania? And is Damien Priest going to be the one to go into WrestleMania as a champion? I think that would be the more likely scenario, especially if Seth Rollins is really injured and won't be able to make it to wrestlemania or does seth rollins overcome the doctor's odds and make it to wrestlemania but then who will damian priest cash in on if seth rollins makes it to mania that would also mean that damian priest would be holding on to that briefcase until wrestlemania as well the possibilities are endless here it's hard to predict the outcome when it comes to damian priest and the briefcase but let me know what you guys think about all of this hit me up thank you guys for listening and we'll talk soon